Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. I am your host, Angel Bernard. What is going on? How's it going? We are back. Episode number 10 is finally here. I cannot believe that we are already 10 episodes in. It feels like just yesterday that I was putting out the very first episode. Time really does fly when you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And first and foremost, I would like to address the rumors that have been floating around out there about how this podcast has gone off the rails and how the host has lost his mind. I am here to tell you today that that is not true. This podcast was merely late because this week just kind of got away from me, people, to be honest. But we're here now. I hope you're having a good weekend, a good Mother's Day. Maybe you got paid. Maybe you bought yourself a nice cold drink to celebrate the weekend, or maybe you're a responsible adult and just stayed in, you know, probably cleaned the house, worked on the yard, spent time with the family. And if you did that, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I, I admire you. If you're someone who uses the weekend to do responsible adult shit, I admire you. I'm trying my hardest to become that responsible adult, but I got to tell you, it's kind of a fucking scam. It's like nonstop trial and error. So that's why when I meet someone who is a full-blown adult and seems to have it figured out, I'm really fascinated just meeting someone who just goes home. You know, the people who show up to the event, have a good time, maybe have a drink or two, and then they just go home. They're not blacking out in the middle of a party. They're not going to Denny's at two o'clock in the morning. There's no waking up at a stranger's house. They just go home. Maybe they read a book, drink some chamomile tea and go to sleep. Those people are both fascinating and my heroes. But whatever it is you did this weekend, I hope you had a good time. I went to dinner with some friends Friday night and man, I got to tell you, it was Probably one of the best meals I've ever had. It was an all-you-can-eat pizza place, and no, not CeCe's Pizza. This place puts that heroin-filled hellscape to shame. This place was full of class. My friend made the reservation a week in advance, and I spent every single day leading up to it, like, just looking forward to I could not stop talking about this fucking place. So we get there. They seat us, and it's this really, like, bougie Italian restaurant. The staff is wearing slacks, button-ups, aprons, which I love. I I love that. I think it's become a little bit of a lost art when the staff of a restaurant is dressed nicely. That's how it should be. I want, to, I want someone to serve me my food dressed nicely. I don't want you to serve me my filet mignon dressed like you just got out of bed. Class it the fuck up people so yeah the brick ovens are going they bring bread and meatballs to the table they hand you a menu but they don't really expect you to look at it like every like because everyone like they know why everyone is there the restaurant is not oblivious to the fact that everyone goes there for the all-you-can-eat pizza they didn't even ask what we wanted to eat i swear to god they didn't even take our order they just asked us what we wanted to drink and then they just kind of began throwing pizza at us. But here, here's, here's where it gets interesting, people. You didn't have to leave your seat. They just brought the pizza to you. Every two minutes, someone would walk by 
with a new type of pizza and ask you how many slices you wanted. It wasn't just the usual pepperoni. They had the spinach and bacon, buffalo chicken, barbecue sausage. I tried to keep count of how many different types of pizza they brought to the table and I lost count after 10. It blew my mind. I felt like a king. Every single time you finished a slice, someone would immediately pop up with another type of pizza for you to try. It was like they were watching you. I would be finishing up the crust of my slice and someone would be right over my shoulder. I'm not kidding. It was like it was like a human conveyor belt of brick oven pizza just constantly coming around. And to top it off, they had a dessert pizza. A dessert pizza. A dessert Nutella pizza. I, I, I took a bite of this thing and... I thought I died and went to heaven. I couldn't believe it. Like it, this place, I, I'm going to go back. I have to go back. I have not stopped thinking about this place. It's like, you know, it's like whenever you meet someone and then you kind of have a great night together and then you spend the next like six months of your life kind of thinking about how great that life, how great that night was. That's, that's, that's how I am right now with this pizza place. They also, they had a solid bar too. Uh, but unfortunately, I did not drink. I'm trying to lay off the booze a little bit. It's not like I was ever really a heavy drinker. I was probably having one or two a night, which isn't bad, but it's not good either. Like, it's not a habit I want to keep enforcing. So no booze. No booze for me. I am Cali sober, man. That's what I am. I'm Cali sober. I just... I just kind of had to sit down and tell myself, Angel, listen, you're about to be 25. It is no longer socially acceptable to drink eight mimosas at brunch. There are kids here. So that's where I am. Trying to act a bit more like an adult and less like a hot mess. Also, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to relax a little bit. I was talking to my therapist and she was like, have you tried just trying to take some time off from work and relaxing? And the look I gave this poor woman, you would have thought that she just told me to explain relativity to her. I didn't even know how to answer that question. Like, I, I didn't know how to answer her question of, have you just tried relaxing? I had to ask her how to relax. Do you know how embarrassing it is to be in your mid-20s? having to ask another adult how to relax? What do you mean have I tried relaxing? I don't know how. That's why I'm here. She told me I just she told me to just do what I what I enjoy. And to this I said, "Well, I enjoy my job." And then she just kind of shook her head and charged me $300 and then kicked me out and like, I, I didn't even know where to start when it came to trying to relax. I literally bought a king-size Kit Kat and a stress relief candle. That was my starting point. I was like, I guess I'll buy a fucking candle and, like, a chocolate bar since I had a long day and I'll watch some Netflix. But I got to say, I I don't think I'm cut out for this relaxing thing. I don't think I'm wired that way. It it kills me to just sit there in my joggers watching Netflix. So I think I just need to find a hobby, a hobby that isn't stressful, that doesn't involve alcohol or cannabis and or spending money. So 
If you guys think of something, let me know. If you guys have any tips on how to not have any vices, let me know. But here's the thing. I think everyone has some sort of vice. I remember I knew someone who didn't smoke or drink or really do anything bad. Like it, like on the surface, it, it didn't look like they had any vices. But then I, I realized that they played video games all the time. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that's your thing. Like the video games are your vice. That's when I also kind of realized that there is no being like vice free. You're always going to kind of have these little things that just stick with you. And I think I think the second you kind of figure it out and are kind of able to conquer your vices and not need them, I think when that happens, a piano just kind of falls out of the sky and takes you out. And like, that's that's kind of it for you. Like, that's kind of it for you. Like, you're not meant to not have any vices. Like, once you do, that's you're passing the game. You know, you've completed the game you're done but i i think you still have to try to get these vices under control and me personally i have a long checklist of things that i have to conquer it it seems endless to be quite honest it feels like i'm cutting fun out of my life i mean i'm sure i can find some sort of happiness being stone sober drinking a san pellegrino at a vegan restaurant but it's not it's not the same there's really there's really nothing like the morning after, like a night where you really went off the rails. You know, you, you went out with some friends to have one drink, and then one turns to two, and then your buddy tells you they have half-priced drinks down the street, so two becomes four, four becomes six, and now you kind of got that little confidence going. You know, now you got liquid courage running through your veins, and you go to a you know you go to the bar to get drink number 7 or 8 you can't really remember but who gives a fuck and in the half hour it takes to get another drink you meet someone you meet a little eye candy you end up doing a shot with them you order her a vodka crayon you tell her to bring her friends to your table and now it's really a party you know you're doing shots laughing having a great time and next thing you know you're waking up at a stranger's house with a hangover from hell you don't know where you are. You're just laying there praying to God that you have your wallet and phone so you can call an Uber and get the fuck out of there. And, you know, you leave. You text your buddy, hey, just left so-and-so's house. Meet me at the diner. And you all catch up on the night before. Maybe, you know, smoke a little of the nature's medicine to help you regroup. And then you just order 3,000 calories worth of diner food to help you recover like there's really nothing like that experience it's a whole vibe but on a serious note i think if if you don't have those kind of stories or those kinds of memories with your friends i think you're robbing yourself of your youth i like to call them your hoe years you have to get those you have to get those years out of your system it's a necessity it's a rite of passage in fact i think if you don't go through this phase you are jeopardizing your future if you do not get it all out of your system you will end up being 50 years old going through a midlife crisis taking it out on your partner you have to get all of those young years out of your system so that you don't resent your spouse in 20 years you just have to do it if you don't you're going to end up screaming at your wife 
or husband or person because you're angry at them for robbing you of your youth. Trust me, as someone who has never been married and who has never really been in a relationship longer than like two years, you have to get it out of your system. I don't want to be 50 years old, buying Corvettes, doing weekend trips to Miami. I refuse to be that guy. There's nothing sadder than that guy. But also, to be fair, I I think no matter what I do, I'll probably still go through a midlife crisis. I mean, for God's sakes, I'm going through a quarter-life crisis, so maybe I'm wrong about the whole thing. I mean, I don't think I am, but it's a possibility. But anyways, quitting booze, quitting video games, maintaining a healthy sleep schedule. Slowly but surely, I'm making my way down that list, and it's basically a part-time fucking job. Like, it, it's basically a part-time fucking job being an adult. Also, hot take, becoming an adult, kind of fucking boring. Kind of fucking boring. Although I got to tell you, a, a couple weeks back, it was a Saturday night, I believe. Probably around midnight, close to 1 a.m. I'm hanging on my balcony, and I see this black SUV pull up. And maybe five or six people come out of the apartment complex that is parked in front of. And they like make their way to the Uber and they drive off. You know, it's midnight. It's it's almost one o'clock in the morning, and I'm just kind of sitting there, watching. And I had I like had two immediate thoughts. One, they're probably about to have a great fucking time, and two, I could never do that. Like, I immediately knew they were going to have a great time because I knew they were about to make some stupid decisions. Like, I knew they were going to make some stupid decisions that would end up being great stories later on. That's my thought process, people. Normal people come across a bad idea and think, no fucking way. Me, I come across a bad idea and I think, hey, this would be a really great life experience. And how did I know that they were going to go make bad decisions? No one leaves the house in the middle of the night to go make a good decision. There's no, hey, it's 1 a.m., Let's go to the 24-hour gym and then have a vegan salad after. That There's none of that. That, that doesn't even exist. Um, you normally just go to like a Denny's and eat yourself to death. And then I had this second thought, which almost immediately filled this complete sense of like exhaustion. All I kept thinking was how fucking tiring it sounded to shower, get dressed, pregame, wait for your friends to get over call an uber at midnight and go to a club the thought of having to do all that made me want to just say fuck it i'm going to sleep like that sounds exhausting uh but honestly to be fair i've never been a club guy clubs are too loud they're way too overrated i'm not gonna go like pay a cover and stand awkwardly inside this packed warehouse where it takes 30 minutes to get a drink and i can't hear myself think that that's not my vibe like i love i love a nice pub nothing nothing makes me happier than going to a nice pub good food dark beer a nice wooden stool you can just sit down and watch the fucking game in peace you guys can keep your club hopping you guys can stand out in that line behind that like velvet rope for three hours praying that you get in you guys do all that have fun i would take a pub 
or a nice low-key bar any day of the week. I would take a good pub crawl over club hopping any single day. And I'm actually, I'm really hoping I get to do one soon. Like I'm, I'm about to hit one month off the booze and I'll tell you something. I kind of like it. I, I kind of like it. You know, one month is coming up. Um, I've been just drinking water. Who knew that that would make you feel better instead of alcohol? And I'm, I'm enjoying the way I'm feeling. And I kind of want to see how long I can keep this thing going, you know. Uh, but also my birthday is in six weeks. So I think it might wait until then. That'll probably be like 10 weeks. No booze. That's not that bad. That's not that bad, people. I think I think that is the plan. But until then, I am going to just keep trying to get myself together. I can't run from the fact that I'll be 25 soon, but I can make the acceptance a bit easier. I can make the crash landing a bit less painful by getting my shit together. That's kind of my thought process through all of this. And to be honest, I can't think of a better time to try to get your shit together than right now. Like the whole pandemic thing really showed us how fucked our system is. It, it showed us how outdated our system is. And it also showed us that it kind of really is just us on our own out here. And right now it feels like everyone is just kind of floating around. Not sure if we can go outside, if we should stay inside. Is it officially over? Is this fucking thing under control? No one really seems to know in which direction we should be headed. So everyone just seems to be kind of asking, like, what's next? You know, so if you're listening to this and you also want to figure some shit out, now is the time. Now is the time to figure some shit out because we are living in a time where it has never been more obvious that no one knows what they're doing. So you might as well embrace it. Wear that shit like armor. Tell the world, hey, I have no idea what the fuck I am doing. But I'm going to figure it out. But you know, you know, you know what my problem is, aside from the thousands of problems that I have, my problem is that when I get into something, I really get into something. That's why it's really hard for me to find a hobby. If I get into video games, I really get into them. So since I don't really think that there is a way to take out your vices, I think I just have to kind of start finding healthy vices like going to the gym eating healthy but see here's my here's the problem if i went to the gym i would turn it into an obsession if i started getting fit i would go to the gym multiple times per day every day and i would strictly only eat chicken and vegetables now would i look great and feel a hundred times better probably would i be more confident and have lower social anxiety i'm assuming you know what? Actually, now that I say this out loud, it doesn't seem like that bad of an idea. I think I think I think I probably just defeated the point I was trying to make. But what I was trying to say was that no matter what, I'm the type of person who will turn it into a problem. Like just because I don't know when to stop. You know, so another thing to add to the list, I I have to know when to tell myself, "Angel, these are hobbies." I, I love baseball. Nothing would make me happier to just kind of have 10 screens on the wall with 10 different games going and just watching the fucking 
watching the games and like nothing would make me happier but i can't do that i have to keep them in check because it's no one cares that i'm live tweeting the red sox game like i have to have these like realization moments and it's kind of a pain in the ass so like i said i think the move is just to try to morph my vices into something that would be considered healthy you know i want to be addicted to going to the gym and eating broccoli and smiling that's what i want you know but no i crave nicotine and mcdonald's like a like an animal i don't know this whole time period really is it's a whole vibe people maybe not the best vibe but a responsible vibe i have been told by multiple healthcare professionals to be responsible and to take care of myself and you know so i can live a long life yada 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 because yeah that sounds so fucking great nothing would make me happier than eating bland chicken and vegetables for the next 80 years so i can watch the world fall apart in my eye in front of my eyes nothing yeah let me do that let me eat healthy so i can watch the world die in front of me great advice that's great for my mental health uh but anyways that's why this podcast was late people i have been trying to get it together and i will i appreciate you guys understanding and kind of rolling with the punches this podcast is still young still fairly new but i promise we will figure it out i'm trying to get it together and be a hundred percent every single day because i know that if i'm not my best self this cult will fail if I really want to take this to the level I want it to get to, I can't have these off weeks anymore. You see, I I have this vision of me standing on a stage behind a podium, wearing a robe, and as I'm standing there looking out at the crowd, there are 10,000 of you psychos standing there looking back at me, also wearing robes with the hoods covering your eyes, and you're all simultaneously chanting my name, Angel, Angel angel that's what i want that would be the ultimate vibe and i won't be able to reach that if i'm not taking care of myself if i don't have a strong foundation what my therapist calls it so that's what i'm trying to do over here vitamins vegetables water therapy sleep gym all of that fun shit so I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate the support. Please tell your friends, tell your family members, tell your boss, tell everyone. Tomorrow, every single time someone asks you how you're doing, I want you to say, I'm doing amazing. And you know why? And before they even say why, I want you to interject and say, because I listen to In the Studio with Angel Bernard, the best podcast in the fucking world. That's why my day is going so good. How's your day going? That's your task for this week. Also, I will be putting out a podcast on Thursday. Um, Like I said, that is the new release day for the podcast. I swear to you, I will put it out on Thursday. I will get it done. I have to get this together, people. Um, But anyways, thank you for listening. No ads this week. There's still some legal gray areas for advertisements. A lot of these fucking corporations and secret societies are too fucking scared to sponsor us. They keep using terms like wild card and scam artist, but they don't have the vision like I do. The suits are too scared. We have to be the visionaries. We are the free thinkers. They are not like you and me. So tell your friends, let's grow this bitch. Let's go to the fucking moon. 
I need you guys to spread the word so I can make some money and throw it into crypto. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.